Rusty Quill presents. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, folks. It's creator of the show, Aira, here. You're about to hear a collection of letters written by listeners of the show just like you. The names of the letters' authors will be listed in the show notes. I hope you enjoy them. Letter number one. Dear Sam, Christmas has always been a weird time for me. I know it's meant to be the most magical time of the year, and I get that it is for most people, but I can't get into it at all. All throughout my childhood, I thought there was a deep and uncrossable distance between how I felt inside and how all the other children seemed opening their presents. Now, as an adult, I just see it as a pile of capitalist consumerism meant to strip working-class people of as much of their cash as possible. So, yeah. It's not the easiest time of year for me. 
I live alone in Lyme Regis, which I feel is relevant to understanding what's going on with me. You see, it all started with a strange present. It was getting dark and the air was cold when I heard a knock at the door. I wasn't expecting anyone, so unless one of my family members had flown over from abroad to surprise me, I wasn't sure who it could be. On opening the door, however, there was no one there. I thought I'd been the victim of a ding-dong ditcher and was about to head back inside when I noticed a package sitting just off the front step. It was one of those stereotypically Christmas gifts. Red and green wrapping paper, a gold bow wrapped around the sides. The tag on it said, only to you. And it was signed, the giver of gifts. The gift being left for me was strange enough, but the tag on it only made it more bizarre. I stepped back inside, closing the door after me, and opened it, pulling the wrapping paper off in large swathes. Inside was a cardboard box. Just a cardboard box. It wasn't sealed or anything, just an empty cardboard box wrapped up and left. Now I really felt like I'd been the victim of a prank, or perhaps this was a marketing stunt for some upcoming film I hadn't heard of, but still, it was weird. I threw the box in the bin along with the tag and got back to making dinner. That night, I was woken up by a scratching noise, sort of like a cat raking its claws down a wooden surface. I hadn't had a cat in years, not since Cage died, so I was on edge. I turned on the bedroom lights from the switch by the bed and the room flooded with light. There was no one in the room, but I could still hear the sound. A quick peek behind the curtains showed nothing untoward outside. I did a slow check through the rooms of the house, going one by one. At the end, I stood in the hallway, having not found anything that might have made the noise. I felt stupid standing there, all the lights in my house turned on. It's amazing how unafraid you feel when all the lights are on. I could still hear the noise, but I figured it was an animal outside, or maybe something had come loose on the roof. I could sleep easy, so I turned off the lights and headed back to bed. All that newfound optimism vanished the minute I got back into my room. On the wooden floor of my room, scratched into the wood, were the words, Don't throw away gifts so lightly. I swear they hadn't been there when I first got up. I froze, breath coming in shallow fits and starts, my eyes darting around the room like a deer in the headlights. Was this done by the giver of gifts that signed the label on the box downstairs? Had to be, surely. The chances of two gift-related visitations happening to me were slim, but I thought I was safe in my home up until now, so what did I know? I ran back downstairs to the bin I had thrown the box into earlier, working on the logic that if I just took the gift back, this would fix the situation. It should have been on the top of the bin. I hadn't put anything in after the box, but it, it wasn't there. I began rifling through the contents, growing more and more desperate when I couldn't find it. Eventually, I upturned the bin so I could look at all it contained, now spread across the wooden floorboards, but the box wasn't there. The sound of shattering glass drew my attention from the kitchen. I froze once more, uncertain if I should investigate. Far too often, it's investigating mysterious noise that kills people in horror movies, and I wanted to avoid that if possible. But at the same time, I felt a dark sort of curiosity welling up inside of me, drawing me towards wherever the sound had come from. Was I being haunted by some fucked up sort of Santa? I had to know. There wasn't anything around that I could use as a weapon, so I tried to look as threatening as possible as I moved into the kitchen. I didn't know how effective it was, but I was grasping at straws. Inside the kitchen, I could feel the cool breeze blowing through my now broken window. I couldn't see anything among the shards of glass that might have been thrown through the window. I didn't believe in the supernatural, but I was beginning to. There seemed to be no other explanation. 
Again, I heard the scraping noise and looked around, trying to find where it had come from. Eventually, I saw it on the wooden countertop by the oven. I stood transfixed, like someone hypnotised, as the long lines drew themselves. Above the counter, I could see the faint shimmer of a form, like the heat haze you see above fires. It looked like the vague shape of a person, but it wasn't definite enough to be certain. When the scratching stopped, the words, a gift abandoned, cannot be regained. I shuddered, a violent, whole-body shudder. This was definitely related to the box I'd gotten that morning. I was beginning to despair. Why did I throw the box away? But how was I meant to know? The scratching sound didn't happen again that night, but I was too terrified to sleep. I spent the whole night curled up in the kitchen, jumping at every noise, afraid that whatever had destroyed my window was coming back to get me. The next day, I got sent home from work because of how tired I was. I kept nearly falling asleep behind the tills. I kept thinking I could hear that scratching sound everywhere, but it would just be the wheel of a trolley scraping against the ground or a door stuck in the frame. I was literally jumping at shadows, my nerves screaming at me to watch out, that I was in danger. Bill, my manager, called me into the office about halfway through the day and had a very terse conversation with me. Apparently, multiple customers had complained about me throughout the day, thinking I was on drugs or experiencing some kind of severe panic attack. I couldn't exactly tell Bill to his face that I thought I was being terrorised by a malevolent Santa, so I stayed silent. Bill told me, in as kind a way as he could manage, to go home and sort myself out, and not come back until I'd gotten it figured out. I didn't tell him that more time at my house, alone with whoever the giver of gifts was, was not something that I wanted. The house was cold and quiet. I hadn't even thought to call someone to fix my window yet because of how full my head was, so the breeze still drifted lazily through where once had been a window. I was glad, at least, that the snow hadn't come and I wouldn't have to clear up piles of it from inside of my house. I spent the next couple of hours pacing around the house, not able to sit still with all the adrenaline pumping through my veins. Every time I sat down, I would think that the strange, hazy figure from last night was standing behind me, and I'd get out of that room as quickly as possible. Sooner rather than later, night came. I was in bed, the covers drawn up under my chin like a child, although I didn't at all believe it would protect me. At some stage, I must have drifted off, because I suddenly became aware of the hazy figure from the day before standing over my bed. It was still a vague suggestion of a person, but I thought I could make out the shapes of thick, hobnailed boots standing beside the bed. Its face was still a mystery. I asked what it wanted, how to make up for unintentionally refusing its gift, but it remained as silent as ever. I kept on protesting, asking the giver of gifts to tell me what it wanted from me. When I felt its hand over my mouth and nose, it was like a thin smoke, but I could feel it, this immense coldness over my face pressing down onto me, and the pressure. At first I could breathe somewhat, but as the pressure increased, I couldn't take in any more breaths, and I began to thrash and kick violently, trying to escape from the pressure driving the air from my body. It wasn't working, and the edges of my vision began to blur and darken. Within a minute or two, I had completely blacked out. When I finally came to, groggy and in pain, the strange figure was nowhere to be seen, but gouged into my wall with the two words, 24 days. But gouged into my wall with the words, 24 days. After that, I became a partial recluse, shutting myself up in the rooms of the house, curled into a ball, trying to fight off my unknown attacker, and only going out if it was for something necessary like groceries. 
Even during the day, I wasn't safe from the giver of gifts. More and more windows were broken in by unseen hands. Things started to go missing and show up broken hours or days later. I would find messages drawn in flour or dust or mud written across the surfaces in my house. One day I even found seven dead mice splayed across the floor, their innards arranged in unknowable patterns. This reign of terror continued every day. Each morning, there would be some fresh, new litany of terrors to deal with. I didn't even have the sanctuary of sleep to turn to. I could feel myself breaking apart at the seams. My eyes felt like they were glazed with a thin film of fire from not sleeping for so long. My body ached all over. All I wanted was to rest, to lie down and sleep. But I was afraid the figure would show up, more than it normally was. Every night, it still appears above me no matter where in the house I am, crushing the breath from my body with its massive hand until I fall unconscious. With each appearance, it's slowly getting more and more distinct, slowly taking on shape. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to just give up and accept my fate, something I unintentionally earned by refusing the giver of gifts gift? Is there a way I can fight back or make amends? I'm at my wit's end. I don't want to find out what happens when the giver of gifts becomes fully real. Please help. Terrified and giftless in Lyme Regis. Letter 2. Hiya, Sam. Regular and reclusive listener Max here. I've noticed that throughout your time hosting the show, there's been a few instances of places or people changing thanks to the influence of the arcane, and I'd like to speak a little about what I think might be a mix between the two. Quite recently, my boyfriend and I moved in together, this being my first time living away from my parents, and I've taken to walking around the streets of our new town with my coffee, trying to get to know the area. After only a couple of days, I decided to start taking a notepad, because the streets I was walking past seemed to have different names. At first I thought I must just be misremembering, but then the name of the street next to mine changed when I walked past it, and I know that that street should have been Lumber Street, but instead it was Fir Avenue. I know it's similar, but all of the changes have been. Bell Street to Toll Street, Florist Hill to Holly Avenue. So I've been taking notes, and as far as I can tell, it's the same seven or eight street names changing, and not consistently. I also think there's a bit of a theme in the names becoming more seasonal. On top of earlier examples, Box has become Gift, Sparrow has become Robin, and even Horse became Reindeer. I haven't worked up the nerve to ask anyone around the town about it yet, but my boyfriend seems to think the streets are all the same. I was wondering if it sounds like something potentially arcane to you, or if I might just still be getting used to my new area. I know I've sounded quite confident, but my memory is certainly not the best. I think there's still something at least a little arcane happening here. Maybe the spirits are putting up decorations in a more unique way around here? All the best, Sam, and I'll do my best to heed your advice from last year and burn the pentagram when it's off the tree. Thanks, Max. Letter 3. Dear Sam, I've wanted to write to you for a while now, but life has its ways of messing with plans like that, doesn't it? I've been a fan of the show for a long while now, nearly two years. It's quite odd looking back at those times of listening to you try and figure out how to run the show after Madame Marie's disappearance while I was browsing the radio stations and able to sleep. So much can change in such a little time, it's truly amazing. To think that those people once existed, but not anymore because they went through struggles, discovered themselves, found love, and overall just changed. But that's the thing about change, isn't it? It's never good or bad. Change just is, 
and you have to live with the version of yourself that you are. You inspire me every day to be accepting of that change, that idea that I am who I am, no matter what, and that there will be people who love me no matter what. Sure, it's a bit sappy and corny to be saying things like this, but truly, Sam, you, your show, your perseverance inspire me. As of writing this, I'm almost one month on HRT. Maybe that's what's got me so sentimental. Another milestone in the road to becoming my true self. For a while, the show was the only thing I ever really looked forward to and still do, but there's something truly magical about having a real hope for the future. I've even considered trying my hand at reading tarot or some sort of arcane practices. I've never actually tried anything beyond communicating with the spirit box services. Funny, I know. Cue the big rant a few paragraphs ago about how the show has changed me, but that no one has... But no, that one has not budged at all. I'll give it a shot sooner or later, I'm sure. Crystals are fascinating and I'd love to learn more about them. Maybe I'll write to you then too. Thanks for reading my letter. I know it's probably a bit all over the place, but I just needed to get it out. Needed to let you know your good impact and not just on the people around you. Can't wait for what comes next. With love, Patrick E. Gold. Letter 1 was written by Nigel McKeown. Letter 2 was written by Max, now from New Haven. Letter 3 was written by Patrick Elias Gold. Tune in, get spooky. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 